Welcome in, everybody, on the Bill Michael Sports Talk Network. Good to have you. Packers now getting ready for the New York Jets, and some are picking the upset. The Jets to come in and knock off the Packers. The Jets' defense, seven picks so far this season. They get after the quarterback with hits and hurries and sacks. Meanwhile, their offense, not bad. Uh, The Green Bay Packers' offense has struggled somewhat, as we all know. The defense has played rather soft at times. And to talk more about it, our buddy Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette now joining us uh, on the hotline. Pete, how you been? Good, Bill. How you doing today? I'm doing well. Um, The whole London experience, did you go to London? I did. So how was the experience? I mean, just for you personally. It was good. It was uh, it was pretty cool. It was short. I mean, you're, you know, red-eye flight Thursday night and coming home, you know, Monday afternoon, London time, Monday morning, our time. So it was pretty short, but uh, it was a neat experience. It's, a, you know, it's a really cosmopolitan, uh, you know, busy city and lots going on and a lot of life there. Uh, so it was cool to see that. And uh, I didn't know what to expect for the atmosphere from the games or from the game. You know, I, whenever I've caught parts of the London games on TV, you know, it just it didn't come across very well. It just seemed sterile. But to be there in person, I mean, the atmosphere was great. It was festive. Um, it was just like being at an NFL game in the States. It was really it was good. The uh, the uh, well, by the way, I I do remember you were there because you asked the question. I just wanted to make sure it wasn't on Zoom or anything. But you asked the question, and I gave you kudos after the game for asking about the play calling, for asking about abandoning the run, and, and you kind of went there. And I and I remember Aaron Rodgers saying, "I don't like where the line of questioning is going," but he respected it because it was true. It was the obvious, you know, eight hundred pound, you know, gorilla in the room. So give me your thoughts on what the Packers did there. And what's going on with the play calling? It seems like the first 25 that are scripted are really, really good, and after that it goes just dead. Yeah, and it's there's some combination, which we'll never fully know because they'll never reveal it, of, you know, they've got the can plays where it's a run call, but there's an automatic pass that it could switch to depending on what the defense does. And all he has to do is say, I think he just says the word can, and it switches, uh, he being the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, and then there are, he can just, Rogers can completely audible and change the play to something he likes. Um, and we never know, we can never know how much they do all that and how much it's the call from the sideline and how much it's him. But somewhere in there, there's, you know, it's happened a couple times this season where they get away from the run and the strength. I, I you know, the, basically what he said was it was on that three and out in the fourth quarter. He said he liked all three of those calls Rodgers did, even though they were all pass calls by LaFleur. And I asked him, well, you know, considering how the team is built now where the running backs are the strength, even if you like those calls, do you have to just not do them as much? And that's when he gave the answer you said. He goes, you know, I don't like the line of questioning, but maybe. You know, when I took it, his body language, it wasn't like he was, you know, upset. It was you got the sense he was saying, God, I hope it's not, that's not the case, but maybe it is. And I think it is. And I think the coach and the quarterback have to realize that and call some runs when they'd rather throw the ball and just stick with it and put the ball in the hands of their two best guys. And especially their best guy, Aaron Jones. 
I, uh, I, I get the sense because I the the answer that he gave after that when he said, "I don't call the, I didn't call him, but I like him." Um, was that one of those? Hey, don't blame me. I'm not calling the. I'm not calling that. Or was that a? Hey, uh, I'm not calling those, but I, I like what he's sending to me. Oh, it's a little bit of both, but I'm sure part of it is don't blame me. Um, but he did. I don't doubt that he did like him. I think he's got a role. He's got influence in the game plan. He's got a lot of influence in the game plan. He and the coach talk a lot about all these things. And I think it's the offense is theirs. It's those two guys, and they both have huge responsibility for it. And I think they both have to just face up that this is a different team, and they have this all-time great thrower at quarterback, but to win, they're going to have to play a lot differently than they have for the past three years and past, you know, 10 or 12 or whatever, really. Um, this week, the Jets come into town, defensively speaking, the Jets, seven picks. They got so many quarterback hits and hurries and sacks, and it seems like a defense that really gets after it. This is not a game in which it's going to be conducive for Aaron Rodgers to throw the ball, you would assume, correct? Yeah, you, would, you wouldn't think so, and, you know, I don't know if there's going to be any game where it's conducive for him to throw it unless somebody just, you know, sells out on stopping the run. It's just it's just going to be a matter of picking and choosing their moments of throwing it. And the games are going to have to look a lot more like New England than last week if they're if they're going to win. And sometimes it won't be pretty, but their chances of winning are are going to be a lot better if they keep feeding the ball to 33 and 28. And picking and choosing when to have, you know, when to throw and what types of pass calls to make. I had said this on Monday, and I'm going to ask you if it if it's true. Um, I said, and I, the question was posed to me: Is this offense fixable? And that meaning the passing game, the downfield, all of that. My uh, what I said was it's not fixable, but it can get better at best. Do you believe that, or do you think this is indeed fixable? Yeah, I, I guess it depends what you mean by fixable. If you mean, can it be good enough to take them all the way to the finish line? Um, if the defense gets better too, yeah, it, it can. I mean, Aaron Jones is a great player, and A.J. Dillon's a very good one, and Romeo Dobbs is super talented, and he's going to get better, and Tunyon's going to round into shape. Maybe they'll start using DeGuara. That's that's part of the, the change in what they look like is using DeGuara more and not getting big plays, but running the ball better with lining them up at fullback and then throwing little passes to them that gain, you know, four to eight yards. Uh, that's how they're going to have to look. It won't, it's not going to be pretty like it was the last couple of years or in 2011 where they're slinging it. But um, I still am not, I'm not writing this team off. I still think they have a really good chance of being 12 and five, but they just have to, face up to who they are and stick with it even when it feels like they shouldn't the uh the defense uh has been the you know the the point of a lot of arguments and a lot of criticism this week uh how good is this defense and i ask you this because is it the personnel or is it joe barry's scheme that makes this thing look soft yeah it's uh i mean they've had their moments i I still think i mean their personnel is good isn't it i mean they've got Couple right. of game records and some good players. Some you know, Alexander's really good. I don't know. I, I 
still think the personnel is good. I, so I'm inclined to think that right now they're not getting the most out of the, out of the players with the scheme and, and how they're running it. And this, the NFL is all about adjustments, right? You know, and um, in game and in season. And I think back to when they moved Matthews, the middle linebacker in 14, and they went from like the 19th ranked defense to over the last eight games, they were like ninth in points, which was a nice jump. You know, they you got to make in season adjustments, and I think Joe, it's incumbent on Barry to run a to you know run his defense where he's getting more out of his secondary. Those guys are good cover guys, that and they're sitting back in zone coverage all the time. It's a zone scheme, but that doesn't mean you can't mix in man on third downs, and you can't blitz more and uh, or blitz blitz differently than they have. So I. I don't know where you come down, but I come down on. I think it's probably more on you know the coaching staff has to uh, make some changes uh, in what they're doing. I, I completely agree. I go back to last year when I think it was game two or game three, halfway through that Detroit game, and that defense was getting torched. And I think it was Matt Lafleur went to Joe Barry and said, "Hey, you got to do something here. You know, you got to change it up." And that's from that point on, and suddenly things began to get better. I wonder if another one of those uh, meetings or come to Jesus, hey, you need to do something because we can't survive like this and we cannot live without you getting some turnovers throughout the season. I wonder if at some point they don't change things up, you know? Yeah, I suspect that that conversation did take place. I don't know that it did. Doubt that they'll reveal if it did, but uh, I I would bet that it did. Special teams-wise, give me your assessment of the special teams five games into this thing so far and Rich, Bas- Rich Basaccia's uh, tenure. Pretty good. Uh, coverage looks good. Um, the punter looks really good. Um, but no return game because they don't have a returner. Who scares anybody? Except for maybe the Packers on the possibility that he might fumble. Right. The uh, the Amari uh, Rogers thing... If, Am- if Kylan Hill comes back, do we expect Amari Rodgers to be, you know, uh, as a third-round draft choice to be let go? I I, don't, I wouldn't think so. I mean, you never know. Um, I don't think so. Although he's not playing, I was stunned when he out there last last week. I looked out there in the fourth quarter, and he was on the field for a play. Um, that's a good question. It's something I hadn't thought about, to be honest with you. You know, because he'll probably will be ready to go in a couple of weeks, mm-hmm. and I'll have to make a move somewhere. Now maybe somebody gets hurt, and that makes the decision for him. Uh, but I just, you know, who are they going to have return punts? I guess they could put Cobb back there and just make sure he catches it, and not worry about whether you get any yardage or not. Um, yeah, I guess I don't know. I third round pick, I'd be a little surprised if they made a, made an in season move. But um, you know, I think it's pretty clear by now that he's not the guy they projected to be when they when they drafted them i mean you, a lot of times you got to give these guys time but um you know there's been an ample time and opportunity for amari rogers i think it's just probably ain't happening with them yeah that third round draft pick oren burks jay sternberger amari rogers these guys just have not panned out with the expectation that they've had coming in as third round draft choices for the packers uh, i want to go back to the post game aaron jones and jair alexander both had comments that raised some eyebrows. Uh, I'm not saying that they were, you know, directed strictly at coaching, 
But it certainly made us go, oh, wait a minute. You don't normally hear stuff like that. Aaron Jones saying, you know, I'd have picked it up. I think you give us two cracks at it. Basically calling into question the play calling. And then Jair Alexander calling into question whether or not there's concerns about the defense. Did either of those seem bigger or less big than what were made? What they were made out to be? Uh, I mean, they were, you know, they were definitely subtle uh, criticisms of the of the coaching basically but if you actually listen to the answers the way they framed them you know it's not like they were just you know because sometimes players will strongly criticize their coaching in the heat of the moment after a game and you didn't get that five but uh look i you know i don't blame them i think both guys are being a little misused i mean alexander this is his own scheme so they got to play with their sure zone but Alexander's a really good man-to-man cover guy. That stokes his thing too. So they got to mix more of that in. And 33 is their best guy on offense, and they, he's got to touch the ball 16 to 20, 22 times a game. You know, Dylan's really good too, so they can have him handle a lot of it. But 33 is the guy who can he can break off a big play anytime he touches the ball. So you know, any criticism that was implied in there is, is justified. Um, Michael Balco put out, I don't know if you did, if you saw this or not, um, that he was told, he says, and he's worked with ESPN and rivals in USA Today and such that, uh, people have told him that Aaron Rodgers plans on retiring at the end of the season. Now this hit yard Barker today and such. And, uh, my question is, first of all, do you get that indication at all that Aaron Rodgers would say, you know what, this is going to be it for me. And secondly, if let's say that's true, what financially does that do to the team? I did not see that report, Bill, so that's interesting. Um, no idea whether to believe it or not, though. I mean, a huge, huge part of me has a lot of trouble thinking he's going to walk away. He's going He'll make $59 million next year, and it's guaranteed. All he has to do is show up, you know, not retire, and he gets $59 million. If, if he played so poorly, the Packers cut him, they'd still have to pay him. That's a lot of money to walk away from. So I have a lot of trouble seeing that. Now, maybe he's just kind of worn out and had enough, and he'd be the rare bird who would walk away from it. But I have serious doubts about that. Um, The financial uh, ramifications would be big. All that money that they've cap money that they keep pushing down the road with him would all accelerate to next year's cap. They would remove the $59 million payment, but I did look this up recently and I think it would still cost an extra like $8 million on the cap. So they'd have a huge amount of dead money and $8 million less on the 23 cap than they have right now. So um, there's pretty big financial ramifications, but after one year it's over. Um, so that's, that's interesting, but you know, we're probably going to see all sorts of stuff about this and between now and, you know, February or you know, probably late February or early March would be when he'd actually announce a decision one way or the other. Always great to talk to you, my friend. I certainly appreciate it, and we'll chat again soon, okay? Okay. Thanks for having me, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. There you go. That's Pete Doherty of the Green Bay Press-Gazette joining us for a couple of minutes on the hotline. Yeah, there's a, uh, a report out there, and I did see it. I, I was going to get into this in a little bit, but uh, Yard Barker, uh, which is a, a website uh, it puts out uh, that Aaron Rodgers has revealed to some his retirement plans. Michael Balco 
says that he, sp- he, quote, I have spoken with some people within the Packers organization, and they told me the quarterback Aaron Rodgers has made it clear that he plans to retire following this season. Uh, he tweeted that out as he has spoken with many people in the Packers organization. So um, I don't know. Implications of retirement, uh, if Rodgers decides to hang it up after the season, there is a financial side. But mostly, we would uh, finally get to see the start of the Jordan Love era. There are some subtle signs pointing to to this being true. Rodgers is being much more adamant on uh, getting certain guys involved. He's been vocal about free agents that he wants to bring in. Basically, he seems to know that the end is near, and he wants the best team possible. And he wants a shot to win one more. Could he change his mind? Of course. But I, but we've we've talked about this even before the season got underway, that this could be a possibility. Bill, I'm but, looking through this guy's Twitter. Yeah, I would uh, I would hesitate to believe what he is tweeting. I see. I find it hard to believe as well, but it's out there. Somebody with a blue check mark that is a reporter, if you will, has put it out there. So it's something now you got to talk about. I find it hard to believe. I even uh, I'm tweeting this now. I said I even have a lot of trouble believing that he would walk away from the Packers and leave them on the hook for the uh, for the cash and financially cripple the team for at least a season. Uh, not to mention the competitive. And look at it this way: it would be year two of those young wide receivers, which that's when they take that next step. You know, I'm kind of leaning, leaning towards uh, false news, but it's out there. So you got to deal with it. How much you deal with it, I guess. You know, we'd wait and see. But very interesting. Uh, let's do this. I believe you know many people are already jumping on the it's clickbait. Um, I I would kind of go towards that. But you know what? I I, I let me say this. I know what it's like to come on a program and say, this is what I heard, this is what I believe, here it is. And to be completely dismissed, scorned, FU'd in the public. Because that happens immediately. What happened along the way then became true, and nobody comes back to you and go, you know what, sorry about that. I mean, I had national people attack me. Nobody ever came back and went, you know what? Even after Shanahan said, yeah, we, we made the call. We did what we did. Yeah, that's right. Correct. And nobody calls you back and goes, hey, by the way, you know, your your reputation's back intact. So I'm not quick to jump on people, but in this particular case, I'm kind of like, mm, I don't know if I necessarily believe that. Uh, we're going to step out. More of the Bill Michael Show next. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Continues on. 
Yeah, the article coming out of Yardbarker, uh, again, uh, it would be year two of the young wide receivers next year, which means you would assume only things are going to get better. You have an off season to still be able to go out and maybe find yourself another veteran wide receiver. Uh, your offensive line, for the most part, is intact. Uh, your defense is solid. Uh, you, you know, to me at this point, um, you know, see what you can do this season, and you hope you win, obviously. But I would find it hard to see Aaron Rodgers walking away at the end of the year. Um, but it's something that is making the rounds now, so you got to pay attention to it at least a little bit. He's just thirsty for retweets. Maybe that's what it is. That's what I see. You know? I, he's, a, a lot of things. He tweets out the picture of the guy says teams are inquiring about McCaffrey. Like, even if that's true and other people say it, there's no way this dude knows it. Right. Yeah. So if Rodgers does retire, I, I don't think his decision will be made up until after the season and after we see, see how the season plays out. And then if it does happen, it's not because this guy said it. I, that's, I agree with that. I think that... Um, I think Rodgers is still focused on this year. I don't think Rodgers even looks as if he's done with football. You know what I mean? He does. I I said before. I think Rodgers is to the point where, when it comes to the wide receiving core, he's just kind of chucking it up. He he's competitive. He's throwing to Cobb. He's throwing Lazard. The rest kind of chucking it up. He's got Tanya and he's got guys out of the backfield and such. But it's not like he's just throwing games and looks disinterested philosophically speaking he seems a little more open than he's ever been um but i think for the most part he's still as locked in and as engaged and as competitive as ever so i'm not i'm not overly concerned about about that because some people are saying well he looks like he's not he doesn't even care i i don't think that i i don't think that um i think this yeah i agree with you i think that if you go start to go through the guy's tweets um, very out there generic and, you know, I mean, again, who am I to criticize, you know, but uh, I don't necessarily believe it. And for Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Rodgers said, I'm going to retire a Packer. Now, maybe that was an indicator that it's it's sooner rather than later, maybe. But when he said that, my assumption was with the new contract extension was going to be like, I'm going to, to you know, I maybe not be here three years, but I'm at least going to see portion of this out and as Pete Doherty said, you're not going to walk away from $59 bucks of guaranteed money for next year just for showing up. So you're not going to do that. And in addition to that, um, I don't think that um, the competitive juices are gone at the age of 39. I just don't. I think he still has two, three, four years in him if he wanted to play that long. Now, I know he doesn't want to play till he's 45. He's already stated that. But I, I still think there is legacy to be had. And I think he knows it. And I think he knows, unless there's a, a belief that, yeah, we lost Devontae. It, it's not, it doesn't feel, I mean, like Favre started to lose interest because he didn't relate to anybody in the locker room. All of the guys that he hung with are gone. Whereas Rogers, he, you know, he was the guy that was the, the minister in David Bakhtiari's wedding. Bakhtiari's still there. You know, Aaron Jones has been one of his guys. He's still there. Randall Cobb's been one of his guys. He's still there. You know, it's not like all of his guys are leaving at the end of the season. You know, and he doesn't have anybody to be a friend with anymore. I, I don't necessarily buy that. So um, I, I think he's got at least, I've always said, I think he's got at least two years on this contract in him, if not all three years. If not all three years. But uh, I don't think he's walking away at the end of the season. I mean, I could. 
wrong, but I'm just giving you my personal opinion. That's it. Uh, by the way, everybody asking about Odell Beckham Jr. OBJ seems to be embroiled with the back and forth of wanting to be a Ram and yet not getting the money that he believes he's, he's he deserves. And McVeigh has been very open in saying, oh, no, we're not done offering him money. As if to say, yeah, that's not the final offer. Don't get upset. Uh, we're good. We're gonna we're gonna we're gonna get this done. We're we're gonna be okay. You know, Beckham said that L.A. knows where I wanted to be, but they didn't offer me anything. So I don't know what people want me to do. He says he definitely knows his worth. In the meantime, McVeigh is saying, "I love Odell. We've got constant dialogue." Uh, I still think he's gonna end up as a Ram. I think he likes L.A. I think he likes the weather. I think he likes the place. I think he likes the people. I think he just wants the money. If he gets the money, he's going to L.A. You would have to pay him what he wants, plus some, to get him out of L.A. and to get him signed right now. That's that's my I, As much as I would love to see him pass a physical and be able to come back and be a leader and have the, quote, connection with Aaron Rodgers and such, and I would love the Packers to become some dark horse and come out of nowhere and swoop him up, but that is my... Uh, that is the way it sounds publicly perception becoming reality it sounds like he wants to be in la he's tweeting about la how much he loves la he's just saying hey i want to be here i want to stay i want to be a part of the organization just pay me what i'm worth make me a better offer so it's all but to me a done deal as soon as they know he's good to go he's physically able to play i think he gets the money and off he goes back to la so when when you ask the question, is the offense of the Green Bay Packers fixable? No, because OBJ's not walking through that door. Devontae's not walking through that door. Nobody of, of unless you make a trade, nobody of substantial ilk is walking through that door. You are going to have to now figure it out on the fly to get better as an offense and, and figure things out. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. We are uh, about a half an hour away from fantasy football questions for Paul Charchi, and so start getting them in now. Get your fantasy football questions in now. Keep hitting us up, whether it's on Twitter, whether it's on the Bud Light live stream. Get all your questions, and we'll try to get all of them answered by Paul. This portion of the program brought to you by Wobam. Go to getwobam.com. Talked about them a little bit earlier in Colgate, Wisconsin. Based locally right here, a proprietary product that is Get wabam.com cleaners scrubs ceramics leather shines whatever it is you need to clean up they've got something for it all you got to do is go to get wabam wabam.com get wabam.com you're starting to see it more and more stores more and more dealerships uh, detailers are using this stuff and they swear by it go to get wabam.com that's get wabam.com Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is The Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Good to have you. Um, the uh, let's do this. Um, 
Lot, oh, by the way, uh, coming up at the top of the hour, i got a buddy Paul Charchian is going to be joining us. So if you have a fantasy football question, get it to us, and we'll try to get all of them asked to the charge coming up here in just a bit. So we want to get that stuff out there. Hey, this portion of the program brought to you by our good friends over there at the Water Doctors, John Atley and the gang. They do a fantastic job, the Connecticut Water Softening System. I love it. Love it. As a matter of fact, I just filled my – they um, – they did some work on mine that uh, because mine was older, and so I had had some uh, zero warranty work. It was just stuff to check and everything. You know, and I had some filters replaced. And they said, hey, um, for this amount, we can upgrade the system. So I did it. Even though I love it, I upgraded the system. I, I got some new parts to it. And that was back in April. And they had filled the, uh, the, the tank, the brine tank thing, uh, with all the salt uh, up in April. I just had to refill it for the first full time uh, yesterday. And it's great because it only works on pressure. So it's not electric. It just works on the pressure uh, in the system. If it runs out of water on one side, it adds water to the next and continually redoes it. And then uh, as much water as I drink, obviously. Uh, I love the water with the Connecticut system. But anyway, I'm getting off topic. Uh, the Connecticut system's the best. And the water doctors and John Atley. They have it there, and all you got to do is uh, get a hold of them, h2theletterodoctors.com. That's h2theletterodoctors.com, or call them. Call John, 262-549-7733, 262-549-7733, and they support veterans through the Custom Canine Service Dog Academy. They do so much good stuff. That's our friends at the Water Doctors and the Connecticut Water Softening System. And if, say, they don't have it in your area because maybe they don't travel there, they work with everybody in the state, so they can point out the best place to go to get yours done. And that service is fantastic. The Connecticut Water Softening System, just absolutely awesome. Uh, 877-867-1670, 877-867-1670. So Mike Clemens, uh, God love Mike. Mike. Mike's on the scene. He's, uh, he's running the grounds right now over there at, uh, at 1265. So Jerry Gray is the defensive backs coach. Okay, the DB coach and Jerry Gray um, and uh, well, they talked to a lot of people today, the defensive line coach, uh, Jerry Montgomery, the defensive backs coach, Jerry Gray and such. So there was a a co uh, a comment. And uh, I, I haven't heard it yet. Ben, have you heard it? Have you do you have it? Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. so this is Jerry Gray, correct? Yeah. Okay, so Jerry Gray was asked about, you know, the defense and such and asked about certain, you know, things to do and, and, and different cuts, or not different cuts, but different adjustments and such. Listen to what he had to say in regards to adjustments. I know, I know what your defense is and what you guys are trying to do. You know, it's um, how it's run and you play a lot of zone. But how do you be an aggressive defensive back in that system i mean what is aggressive defensive back particularly like against the giants and i don't know if that was just your game plan for that week or whatever but you're playing off and you're catching guys how do you be you know aggressive in that situation well uh, i know coach barry is going to be up here and he's an architect and he's a defensive coordinator so i know you'll get those questions tomorrow and he'll he'll answer those you know, especially schematic part. Now, as far as the defensive back, like I said, we, we got to be more aggressive ourselves and not sit there and, and wait for a schematic or something like that to tell us what to do. 
Well, there you go. Uh, why don't you ask the Joe Barry about that? I know what we need to do. We need to be more aggressive. We need to get our job done. But uh, why don't you go ahead and ask Joe Barry that? that? By the way, that was Tom Silverstein of the Journal Sentinel. Spoon! Basically saying, hey, look, uh, we in a very kind way. Sometimes as a reporter, you don't want to be a total just ass and go, you know what? You're not making a lot of adjustments. You're not getting picks. You're not getting pressures. What the hell? Because then they look at you as being kind of a jag. But that's what you want to say, right? So Spoon danced around it and danced around it, and, and but got the question in. I credit him for that. Got the question in. And Jerry Cray's like, uh, you know, uh, Joe Barry's going to be up here. Why don't you ask him? Adjustments, yeah. Schematics, yeah, yeah. Go ahead and ask him. Don't ask me that. You know, he wants nothing to do with it. You know, he doesn't say, hey, philosophically speaking, this is what we're trying to do. We're trying to do this. We're trying to pressure here. We're trying to make sure our guys aren't letting get anybody get behind them. You know, none of that. He just said, hey, adjustments. I want you go ahead and ask Joe Barry. Do you think, do you think, Ben, that the heat is starting to rise inside the defensive uh, coordinator's office? Oh, you could hear it everywhere. Players, oh. coaches, no doubt. Yeah. Yep. The heat is rising because, as as Pete Doherty said, we all know this team's got talent. Jair is a talented corner. Stokes last year was a talented corner. Adrian Amos has been a talented center fielder and commander in the secondary. Savage has been used in ways that he stopped the run. He's been able to cover. Everybody's made a mistake. Everybody's been highlighted in a bad way. It happens. But overall, the secondary's been good. Devondre Campbell's been good. We've seen it. Kenny Clark has been good up front. We've seen it. Rashawn Gary's been... We know this is a talented bunch of guys. So why does this thing look so effing milquetoast? Joe Barry? Crickets. So hopefully we're going to find out. Hopefully we're, there's going to be some explaining, explaining to do. But Gray, Gray wanted no part of that question. No part of that question. No, well, you know, hey, I know we're going to do, you know, yeah, oh, by the way, you know, but but oh, we're going to be aggressive, and we got to be aggressive when we want to be aggressive because if you're aggressive, that means you're aggressive. So, but the rest of it, I don't, why don't you ask Coach? Uh, well, that's you know, not a, a, a real huge story. Ah, no, not going to be, you know, not a big story, but it's a little story because right now, you know, in football, it's a story. <laughs> yeah. You're not going to get anything out of them. Not right now. No, baby. Not happening. 877-867-1670. If you want to find us, please do so. Hey, start lining up the fantasy football questions. Got one more segment to do before we bring Paul Charchian on, and we want to get you taken care of for fantasy football. Football back at it tonight. A craptastic performance between the Bears and the Commanders coming up. We can almost just put it on the docket and say this is what it's going to be. I wonder if the story tonight will be bigger. Um, Al Michaels does the Thursday night game. Correct me if I'm wrong. The Thursday night game. The, the prime uh, video, prime video. Um, what will be mentioned more tonight? Carson Wentz's ineptitude or Daniel Snyder's allegations? They'll mention Wentz because he's obviously going to handle the football. 
But do they talk about, well, or they put up, like, statistically speaking, Carson Wentz has done this and this, and he's been okay here. But, you know, at times he, he's, he gets some statistics, then he throws the ball away. And, you know, do they put that up or do they put up, here's Daniel Snyder's comments, having dirt on the NFL owners, having dirt on Roger Goodell. The NFL is a mafia and they can't F with me. Will we hear more about that? Because, oh, boy, the Washington Commanders in the uh, national spotlight tonight. Stay tuned. Got a lot more of the Bill Michael Show coming up. This portion of the program this morning, I stopped off. I was over at Quick Trip, and I got some gas. Bloop. Touched my number, my my, uh, Quick Rewards number. Went inside, and I have yet to have tried the buttermilk biscuit breakfast sandwich. And I've been doing a little dieting, so I haven't done that. But I was just this morning, I was kind of craving it. Uh, There are some favorite restaurants, fast food restaurants that are out there that have kind of made a name for themselves off of those buttermilk biscuit uh, breakfast sandwiches. Uh, the one from Quick Trip is every damn bit as good, if not better. Oh, it was so good. Normally, I get the croissant. Didn't. Got the breakfast sandwich. But I'm telling you, when you go in there and you get your gas, uh, I got the uh, Quick Rewards card punched in. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, I got $0.10 cents off per gallon today because I'm a Quick Rewards user and I've stacked up enough points. Oh, I was fired up. So, go into Quick Trip. Get yourself your quick rewards, and you are then automatically registered for the opening drive contest of the Green Bay Packers. You know what that means. If your name is chosen for every yard the Packers garner in the opening drive, you get $10 per yard. And if they score, field goal, touchdown. You can get up to 500 bucks. Oh, that's a big way to go. Not a bad day at the, uh, at the office, so to speak, if you stop into Quick Trip. Make Quick Trip a daily part of your routine. That is our friends from Quick Trip. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers will practice getting ready to host the New York Jets Sunday at noon. Aaron Rodgers unable to practice yesterday. He was in the training room getting treatments for his right hand after injuring his thumb against the Giants. Was he concerned it was a broken thumb? Well, I mean, in the moment, you're still kind of uh, got the adrenaline going. Once the adrenaline wore off and got on the bus, got back to the airport on the plane, I I knew that it was uh, banged up a little bit. But it's gotten better since then every day. The Packers face a much improved Jets defense with players like Carl Lawson, graded as the number one defensive end in the league, rookie Sauce Gardner at cornerback, and Quinnen Williams, a first-round pick out of Alabama. And now on the Jets' defensive line, New York is 3-2, and two, but Williams says they could be better. I always focus on what can we get better at, what can we do to get more sacks, what can we do to get more takeaways, more sack fumbles, the different things you do to change games and dominate games. Um, this week we're going against Aaron Rodgers, and a Hall of Fame quarterback like that. So just staying focused on the main goal is to get better every single day and to be consistent and dominate every single time. The Jets' defense has seven interceptions. Packers head coach Matt LaFleur. A group that's around the football making plays on the ball. They All those guys have, have really good ball skills. So it's going to be important that, first and foremost, that we protect up front, but also that we get guys in the right area and, and our quarterback's going to have to do a great job of progressing through his reads in the timing of the play. That's Matt LaFleur. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. Billy man, come on. Welcome 
Welcome back. Good to have you. Bill Michael's show continuing on. This, uh, this portion of the program brought to you by Pindell. P-I-N-D-E-L. Pindell.com. That is Pindell.com. And a good manufacturing company right here in the state of Wisconsin. And if you're looking for a, a gig, if you're looking for a new job, career more so than anything, give them a shout. Go to Pindell. P-I-N-D-E-L.com. Pindell.com. That is Pindell. Dot com And uh, you can see for yourself everything that they have to offer. Good stuff over there from our friends at Pindell. Pindell.com. There you go. So, anyway, uh, let's do this. Uh, we'll go to the uh, phones real quick. Is there, uh, uh, Gerard, our buddy from Gerard. Listen from Delaware. Gerard, what's going on, man? Hey, Bill. I don't know about you, Bill, but my right arm is about eight inches longer right now from patting myself on the back. <laughs> and I, you, because, and I think I'm glad you, I'm glad you said it was your right arm. <laughs> uh, because how long have we been saying this? And finally, the questions are being asked uh, regular, regularly. You know what I mean? Right. So yeah. I saw sort of I, I sort of love this, but you know I was a proponent for Rogers to be traded a year ago, uh, if, if that was accurate to Denver because. I felt when Devontae Adams left and everything else, this the scenario was going to work itself out to be like this. You see what I mean? That's how I mm-hmm. felt. And I didn't think there would be a championship team or whatever because they had to even add another receiver besides Devontae, really. That's what we were all saying. But uh, I, you can have a guy on that does, what, games betting or something like that? Yeah. I would yeah. love to know the odds now that it's out there if Rodgers is going to retire after this, this year. What are the odds right now? That would be interesting to ask him, you know? And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it, like I said, it takes a loss to a team like the Giants to bring all this out. And, and, and like I said, uh, it looked, uh, what's his name? Who's that, Gray that was on the air? He looked like the press mm-hmm. secretary in the White House. <laughs> right. Well, I agree. I agree. He was dancing, boy. I tell you what, he was probably sweating after that. He had to do a lot of dancing. Man, I, I, wait, wait, did Barry finally come out, or did he do behind the curtain? With uh, the I think thing? he. What I think he, he speaks tomorrow. I think the uh, the coordinators speak tomorrow. Oh, okay. I hope he doesn't come home with like the flu or something. You know, come come off with right. the flu or something. Exactly. <laughs> right. No, I completely agree with that. Well, yeah, that, we'll find that, out more tomorrow, no doubt. Yeah, don't, don't forget. I, I, really, that question. I'd love to know the odds on him retiring next year. That would be. Okay. Now that one surprised me. Now he's an oddball, Rogers. We all know he's an oddball. So yep. that one surprised me. Nothing would surprise me with him. Nothing. Would. Nope. One hundred percent agree. So yep. All right. That, thanks, Bill. All right, buddy. Talk to you soon. He drops off. You get on board. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. If you want to hit us up, by all means, go ahead and give us a shout. Eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. Don't forget, coming up here in a couple of minutes, uh, Paul Charchian is going to be joining us. And uh, the Charch is uh, going to take uh, all your fantasy football questions. You want to get those in for sure. So uh, get in your uh, get in your questions for uh, for Paul Charchian, and we'll get into all of that coming up here in, in just a few. So stay tuned. Uh, this is from Mark, who says, uh, the tough questions are starting to come, uh, but can we just ask them in a direct way? Like I said... No. I mean, you can. I'm not saying, no, you can't. You can do anything. It's what kind of... Uh, you don't want to... It's kind of like if, if you're sitting there with a friend, 
okay, and you've got something difficult to ask them or tell them, you don't just go, hey, where's my money? You know, you kind of say, hey, I know things are tough. I know, you, you know, what's going on. It's been a while. You know, hey, I just wanted to touch base. You're doing okay. Do you need anything? Because, you know, you haven't paid me back. That type of thing. That's what you say, right? That, that's kind of what you do. You don't just go, yo, yo, what up? Where the greenbacks? What happening? You know, I don't think we all, none of us do that. So uh, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, we'll hear more from uh, Joe Barry tomorrow. And the questions I'm sure will be asked about the schematics of the the defense and philo- uh, philosophical maybe similarities and or differences with what the what the defensive position coaches are saying yeah we're going to be aggressive because we're a defense and you got to be aggressive to play defense uh as far as the the dialing it up and adjustments uh, i i don't uh, what i forgot my name what what uh, joe barry joe, joe Bar- i bet you they wake up in the middle of the night with you know just shouting out his name joe barry joe Barry! Barry Cho! At this point. All right, here we go. Get him in. Paul Charchian next on the Bill Michael Show. The Bill Michael Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.